0: Therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh and since we have a great high priest over the house of God let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. The Lord bless the reading of his word. We're looking at three exhortations, three challenges, in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 10, Uh, In chapter 10, verse 19, we find the word therefore. (laughs) Therefore is a big word in the Bible, and uh, so the first ten, well, nine and a half chapters have been uh, an an exposition of the greatness of Jesus Christ and the unmitigated privilege we have to know him, to trust in him, to experience his grace, to fellowship with him, and to fellowship with God the Father in him.
1: Therefore, since we have these things, Therefore,
0: let us. What's the called-for response? The uh, These three expressions, let us draw near, let us hold fast, let us uh, consider one another. Those are uh, this sort of special uh, usage in the uh, Koine Greek language. Uh, it's called... Uh, Hortatory subjunctive. Aren't you glad to know that? <laughs> well, here's what that means. Here's what that means. Because these things are true, we really should what? That's, that's in the word let us. It's not a simple let us as in, uh, well, allow it to take place. Maybe we could do this. No, it's really the only sensible way to respond to what we've learned from the book of Hebrews up to this point is to what? Draw near is what we learned last week. Draw near with a sincere heart, a true heart. And a true heart is a heart in full assurance of faith, a heart that trusts in the work of Christ and in our standing before God based on that work. And so a heart that has confidence to just go ahead and draw near to God. So last time we talked about that, living a life in the conscious presence of God.
1: Do you forget about the presence of God? I do. Uh,
0: You know, I can get busy paying attention to things and walk on my own. Except, you know, the truth is I never am actually walking on my own, but I'm forgetting that that he's with me. The scripture exhorts us, since we have access, since we have this great priest over the house of God well, we we should live in a way that keeps that in mind. And then we come to this expression, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The confession of our hope. Now we're going to take this expression, hold fast the confession of our hope, and we're going to start at the end and work our way back to the beginning. We're going to start with what is our hope? And then we're going to ask what is a confession of our hope? And then we're going to ask how or what does it mean to hold fast to the confession of our hope? What is our hope? What does that mean, the the idea of hope? I heard someone say once that if someone has no hope, they are suicidal. There has to be some reason to continue. And the world is a very discouraging place, isn't it? Every day you hear some news that just like, oh my goodness, can it get worse? well, I don't know if it's getting better or worse, but it's continuing in a discouraging way a lot of the time, it seems to me. And a person needs hope. A person needs some reason to
1: expect something more or something better. So what is our hope? Because to me, a key word in this
0: expression is the confession of our hope there's a hope that we possess in the church in the community of Christ in the body of Christ in the new covenant people of Christ we have a particular hope but what is this what is hope what is well I've written some questions that I think sort of define what we mean by the concept of hope. What is the thing that gives us confidence for the future? What is the thing that will secure the future for you or for me? What is our problem and how do we expect that to be resolved? That's a key question really because Where you put your hope depends a great deal on what you see is the problem that you're hoping for a solution. Here's another way of saying this. What is your if only? (laughs) When When you are, you know, living this life, what are you likely to say if only about? If only this or that would happen. If only this, then things would be good. If only. If only. I put a little list in your bulletin there of things people put hope in. Some of us put hope in government. If only the government would do this or that or the other thing, Every if only the government would behave itself as governments should behave themselves, then life would be resolved. And you know, even those of us who know that putting our hope in the government is a bad idea, perhaps,
1: we often do put our hope in the government. Or maybe we
0: should say it like this, since we live in the Western modern world where government is in some sense or another democratic, maybe we put our hope in the politics. So if we could get the right guy elected, if we could throw the bums out and replace them with these guys, if only... But here's the problem, there's a bunch of people who are saying that about our guys, and vice versa. If only the political situation, if only people could come to their senses and vote correctly, everything would be right and good. We put a lot of hope in that. Every time there's an election, even those of us who should know better put a lot of hope in that. Or maybe it's, uh, we put our hope in a political philosophy. If only the socialists were in charge. Or if only the, what is the opposite of a, so, the conservatives were in charge. Or if only, uh Or we believe in, put our hope in the very idea of democracy. Well, sometimes, In democracies, democracies elect dictators and totalitarian regimes because they say, if only we had somebody who cared about us in charge of everything. Our hope is going every which way. Some of us put our hope in science or technology. And we think, oh, we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to resolve everything with uh, renewable energy (laughs) or with uh, artificial intelligence. We're going to create a computer that's smarter than us and we'll straighten everything out. There's people in this world who
1: believe and trust themselves to that very hope. Or we put our hope in knowledge, more generally, or in
0: education, if only we could educate everyone well. Or we put our hope in the accumulation of wealth. If only I could get to a certain stage of material security. Or in the distribution of that wealth, if only if I could get those rich guys to
1: pay for my
0: thing. and then we're back in politics again some of us put our hope in sound health good diet physical fitness i could go on and on you know there's 10,000 reasons to bless the lord there's probably
1: 10,000 places people put their hope what is our place what is our hope? Well, I've uh, made
0: a list of scripture references for you there in the bulletin, and we're just going to look at these. Find the answer to this question. The
1: first one is in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1 21. I'm going to
0: read several verses. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. <clears throat> Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but now has been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is... Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. What is our hope? Christ in you. Everyone complete in Christ. The hope of us is that we would find completion in Christ. This is the word teleos, the word reach the goal. That we would be fully who we are in Him.
1: Him. In us, us in Him. That is our hope in First Timothy, Chapter One. Verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ
0: Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus, who is our hope? Well, here, it's just simple. What's our hope? Christ Jesus. He is our hope. In Titus, a few pages over, chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. What is our hope? The appearing of Christ. The appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now he goes on. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. What is our hope? That we would be (laughs) purified for him, a people for his own possession. That we would... See the appearance of our of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ becoming a people for his own possession. Another way of saying that is a holy people. Now that's not just about me and you, it's about us a people, a nation, a family that belongs to God in Christ, that is our hope. We have that now, but not like we will. In Romans, I'm sorry, did I skip
1: one? Yeah, First Peter chapter 1. First Peter 1 Peter 1.13, therefore, prepare your minds for action.
0: Keep sober. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Have you noticed the theme developing in these verses? Our hope is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Our hope is to see him. Our hope is to receive the grace that will be given to us when he appears. Our hope is Christ in you, the hope of glory, to be complete in Christ. In Romans chapter 8,
1: verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings
0: of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Oh, now we've been talking about the revealing of the son of God. Now we're talking about the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Whose glory are we talking about now? For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth until now and not only this but we ourselves having the first fruits of the spirit even we ourselves grown within ourselves waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons the redemption of our body for in hope we have been saved we have been saved in hope so what are what is our hope here Our hope is the full adoption as children of God that we will experience when he comes. And not only that, but the healing of nature itself. The scripture says here that nature itself longs for that day. When even the creation will be restored
1: because in our sin, it's broken. Well, just look around, you can tell.
0: And so we are looking for our adoption as sons. What is that, adoption as sons? That means the, our, our full-on experience of fellowship with God Almighty, our Father. Not just God Almighty. God Almighty, our Father. And our adoption as sons, in this case, in some cases, the Bible refers to that as something that's already occurred, and it has. It has already occurred, and it is not yet fully experienced. And this refers to that day in which we will completely know God as our great Loving,
1: assuring Father, that's the hope we will experience the redemption of the body, the
0: resurrection of our physical being. And this physical being, this physical being, is deteriorating and dying. That that body will not and cannot deteriorate or die. It will be raised, it will be like the body that Jesus himself possesses, a human body. Not subject to the ravages of sin and death. <clears throat> I didn't used to look like this. That day gets closer every day,
1: you know. I've noticed this the older I get, the more I worry about it. There's coming a day when my body
0: will be totally restored and no longer
1: subject to decay and death, the consequence of sin. That's something to hope for. 1 John chapter chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. See how great a love the Father has
0: bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. And such we are. Oh, that's an Already. For this reason, the world doesn't know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet appeared what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on Christ purifies himself just as Christ is pure. What is our hope? Our hope is this. I will see him as he is, and seeing him as he is, I will become like him. That's my hope. In face-to-face fellowship with Christ, I will actually become my Christ-like me, if only, if only. Here in the book of Hebrews, we've already read about our hope in chapter 6, chapter 6, verse 17. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show the heirs of the promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath. In other words, he not only promised it, he swore to it so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast and one which enters within the veil. This is the hope that draws near Where Jesus has entered, a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Us dwelling together in the presence of God is our hope. Us dwelling together in the presence of God. Our hope is the full realization of the likeness and image of Christ in his redeemed people. Not just me, not just you, us together. The people of God joining in the eternal song of the Trinity. The rejoicing that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have and have always had and always will have in their fellowship and relation to each other, we become a part of that. That is our hope.
1: There is nothing in this present world that compares to that. All other hopes are dumb compared to that.
0: A waste of energy and time to hope in other things than that. So, we are called to hold fast, the confession of our hope. What does that mean, the confession of our hope? Here's what a confession is in this case. A pledge of allegiance. We don't just have this hope. We are dedicated to this hope. An acknowledgement and a commitment to the truth. This is the same word. Well, it's a different form. It's a, it's a noun, and not a verb. But in 1 John chapter 1, where if we confess our sins. Well, here we're not confessing our sins. We're confessing our hope. And this is the confession, the pledge, the acknowledgement, the commitment in the uh, Old Testament uh, Greek translation, the Septuagint. They use this word, this very word, the confession, to refer to a vow offering. In other words, when I wanted to make a promise to God, I would bring a sacrifice to the temple and I would make a confession A vow. (laughs) So what is the thing we're holding fast to here? It's
1: It's the commitment to hoping in Christ. We are holding fast our dedication of hope,
0: our commitment of our future into the hands of God in Christ alone. Our hope is something we commit ourselves to. In other words, I am not looking to anything else. I am
1: looking to him alone. We hold fast the dedication of our hope. Well,
0: what does it mean to hold fast the confession of our hope? The word hold fast is a great word. It means to fasten something down. (laughs) It means to take possession of something completely. It means to retain possession. It means hang on to it so that it doesn't get away. Your commitment to your hope in Christ. Your faith in Christ for your future. We have a tendency to lose sight of Christ as our hope, I think. It's very easy to let my hope get distracted, to invest my hope in something, some other thing. I hold fast when I do anything to see Christ as my only hope. I hold fast when I rely on the promise of God in Christ. When I say I trust in God's word to me, even when at the present moment, Things are hard, difficult, struggle. I know that my future is secure in him. Why do I know that? Because he said so. I rely on the promise of God. I take the risk of loving another person when my hope is in him and not in what some other person might provide to me. I hold fast when I learn the details of the promise of the gospel. I can fasten down the confession of my hope by learning sound biblical theology. That's a way of latching this down. I hold fast when I don't make demands of the world because my future is secure in Christ. (laughs) You know, people disappoint my expectations a lot. Have you had this experience? Maybe I need to reset my expectations. I need to reset my expectations because I don't need anything from you. It's a blessing when God blesses me using you. But my hope is in him, not you. Your hope is in
1: him, not me. That's good. Because if your hope was in me, you're going to get disappointed.
0: I hold fast when I stick with Christ and with his people even if it brings trouble into my life. I'm going to say that again. I hold fast when I stick with Christ and with his people, even if it brings trouble into my life, which it can. Now the scripture gives us a little clue about how fast we're supposed to be holding. How tightly are we to grip this confession of our hope, it says, without wavering. It's one little word, akline. It means
1: unbending.
0: In other words, when someone tries to pull this hope away from you, when anything or any force of nature tries to pull this hope away
1: from you, you don't even bend. You're like a rock in your
0: confession of this hope. You all hold fast. You're latched down so tightly. You don't even move. But the best part of this whole passage. Is right here at the end. When it answers the question. Why should you hold fast in this way? Or what is the basis. For your holding fast. In this way. Here it is right here. For he who promised is faithful you hold fast because he
1: is trustworthy he will not fail you
0: we read this in the book in the passage from Romans 5 this hope will not disappoint Your every other hope will disappoint. This one, no. He will not fail. He who promised is faithful. Now, I have here a reference to Romans 4. and We're out of time already, so I'm not going to go read it to you. But I do encourage you to go read it. It's about Abraham relying on the goodness of God. Abraham believing in God's promise. Because, not because of anything about Abraham's character, but because God is true. So, in uh, in the confession of our hope, we have... Just a couple of questions to ask ourselves. Did God promise? Has God given his word that those who put their trust in Christ will be raised up at the last day? Yeah, read John chapter 6 where Jesus says, "If if the Father draws anyone, he'll come. And if anyone comes to me, I never send them away but I will raise them up at the last day. Simple. Have you come to Christ? Do you look to Christ as your hope? Okay. Well, you could not have done that if God the Almighty didn't lead you, didn't draw you. He says that a little later in John chapter 6. He says, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. And if the Father draws him, I will raise him up in the last day. So the question is have you come to Christ?
1: Are you looking to Christ?
0: Now, you don't have
1: to feel
0: some sense of the Father pulling you in. If you came, He did. And if you come, Jesus has a promise for you, which is,
1: I never turn anyone who comes away.
0: So if you have come, this promise is to you. And so, then the only remaining question, the first question was, did God promise? The only remaining question is, is he able to keep?
1: his word? Or is he a liar? Here's the thing. My holding fast,
0: the confession of my hope, is not grounded in me, but in him. My holding fast is grounded in God's Goodness, not my strength. Now, this text encourages you to hold on as though you're holding on for dear life. And then it says at the very end, oh, and by the way, he has a hold of you. So hang on, because he has a hold of you. And your holding fast is grounded, is sourced in his strength not yours. Thank God for that. Because I do get distracted. I'm wandering around hoping in all kinds of stupid stuff all the time. I say, well, if only this or if only that. (laughs) Dumb, dumb, dumb. My hope is in Christ. My hope is in the secure future, which he has promised to me. And if he is reliable, that hope is true. And so I hold on to it. What if someone does this? What if someone holds fast the confession of his hope? Or our hope? What if someone draws near and holds fast? How do you suppose that might change them? How would they, would they look any different? Would they do anything Different if they really got a hold of the confession of our hope in Christ? Next Sunday, we're going to find out what difference it makes. Father, thank you for this great word, Lord, this amazing future that you have set for your people, that you have determined you will accomplish. In us, through us, around us, this great resurrection that will occur when Jesus comes. Lord, help us, empower us by the Spirit
1: to hold fast the confession of our hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.